Yo, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Nick and Grip Show. The thing that's missing, but that will soon be developed, is a reliable e-cash. It's the only secure database that's ever been invented. No, that's you, the technology. You fail to understand no. that it's a new technology that is as profound as the printing press or the electric light bulb. You know, this guy's going to want to cut. This guy wants to cut. Real estate agent's going to take 20% off the top. Get the fuck out of here. You guys can't dunk from the free throw line. One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. I see you're in the new house. New background. We are in the new house here. Yep. I would uh, I would give you a, a tour here, but I'm kind of hooked up here. I don't have the best setup. I've got an extension cord running to the table over here, like in the air. So we're still getting some things set up. Got some th- got some good things going, but excited to be here. Yeah. So <clears throat> do you want to talk about buying a house? Like, what was that like? Or do you want to talk about the search for a house or housing prices? Yeah, yeah I think like, yeah, I think we've got to talk about that, about all that stuff. Because yeah, so, well, just for con- like context, if we want to do our market check first, or if we can yeah, find yeah, some yeah. realistic numbers, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into let's dive into the uh, into the market check here real quick. What have you thought about uh, some of the price and stuff here recently? I don't really think much of it. I mean, <clears throat> so we're looking at as Bitcoin long as I've right been now Bitcoin, today. It's really like it hasn't gone up very much. It goes sideways and then down a little bit. Yeah. I just keep buying. I just DCA, as you know, into the situation. So I don't really care. Um, so Bitcoin right now today is $19,850.14. I just think um, there's a lot of external pressures on it, you know? I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening in Bitcoin that don't get reflected in the price, but there's also things in Bitcoin that kind of are like a really big factor in its price right now. But in the future, I doubt that like capital gains tax, for example, I doubt that that's going to be in Bitcoin's future just because I actually saw on Twitter a lightning transaction was sent over a radio communication. So how are we going to tax? Are we going to tax radio communication? It was sent over a radio connection. Yeah, so well, it was sent cool. like thousands of miles over a radio. It, connection. So, it sounds more. It sounds more analog. <laughs> yeah, but like at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but it's kind of cool because it's uh, it's it's more integration. You know, it's cool. How are you going to tax a radio? <laughs> like you can't do that. So at the end of the day, I feel like Bitcoin is trading at a price in a world that truly doesn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, who yeah. really cares? It's silly to even like contemplate the price right now because it's like, yeah, just doesn't matter. So Bitcoin, like I said, is sitting at $19,850 and seven cents. The S and P is down over the one month uh, or over the one week, over the one month, over the three months, over six months, year to date, year Two year, oh no, not two years. So there's kind of where you see the uh, the run up from the COVID uh, fall and all that stuff. So, anyways, yeah, all the markets are down. It's it's kind of strange times. It feels like you know. What do you think about that? I mean, if you've been in Bitcoin, you've kind of been just waiting for a lot of this to happen. <clears throat> so I have a lot of canned food. I have a lot of Bitcoin. 
So I'm kind of ready for whatever is about to come. You, you know go. what I'm saying? And this, like, it's a really interesting time in California, dude. I tell you because um, it's getting pretty bad. That's all I'm going to say. Like if you drive around downtown, you're just like, okay, what's going on here? Businesses are starting to see less people. It's starting to let get less crowded at a lot of places. Um, is it really? And, but if you've been in Bitcoin, but if you've been in Bitcoin, you're like, you kind of understand. Um, where all of this is like truly coming from, from an inflation standpoint, but then on top of inflation, Russia is like, okay, did you see, I mean, like I'm not a Putin fan at all, but he Mm -hmm. literally gave a three minute speech on basically how the United States has abused uh, power over the monetary policy. And Mm -hmm. he realizes the world is switching back to a commodity based um, situation. So, I'm I mean, really, I mean, this is this no. is like the same as a free speech argument, right? It's like you can't, uh, you can't, you can't take away people's ability and right to talk about and think about a certain thing. You can't do that, right? Because that's just like innate to human being. Is you can well, think, you know, that's like it's a it's a very unique thing. Yeah, it's sort of a long form answer. I feel like the market's like if you've been in Bitcoin and you've kind of like paid attention to it at all, you've kind of seen a lot of this coming. Like you've kind of seen a lot of the supply chain issues coming because you know what inflation can do. You've kind of seen how um, it's in Indonesia, I believe they're like riding in the streets or they were like raiding a Capitol building. Um, I think people in America need to realize like it's kind of like a Maybe we're the last ones, but it's like a spiral effect. So it'll mm-hmm. probably come to us at some point uh, if things don't turn around. And I'm not so sure they have the ability to turn them around. I just saw that they were turning it from an inflation. Um, what was it? Like this was an inf- like a di- they're trying to get rid of inflation to this is a growth recession or something like that. Like that's what they're calling it, a growth recession now. <laughs> That's what the Fed was calling it. So I don't know, like, what <clears throat> what a growth recession means for young twenty five year olds <laughs> that are just getting their first home or saving for one, or are living in California where it's hard to really do. I do the latter, and I wonder what we're gonna do. Today. But how was the how was dude the- a, gro- a growth a growth a growth um, recession? is literally what inflation is. It's inflation. It's just inflation. Everything goes up, but it's a recession because your buying power actually just goes down. So it has this illusion of looking a certain way, but it's not, right? Right. And um, so anyways, I, I was going to say, really you, you asked a question earlier um, about uh, the house buying process and that stuff. Um so I've been like kind of out of Bitcoin. I haven't really been super present in Bitcoin for a couple of weeks just with all the stuff that we've been doing with the house. And uh, it's been pretty interesting. You know, got some good stuff going on in, uh, in the commercial construction business. Um, got some good stuff going there. So I've been busy over there. Um, and then we've been buying the house and getting moved in and stuff over the last week and a half, two weeks or whatever. And so... Uh, yeah, so it's uh, been a pretty easy process. I mean, we found a lender, found a realtor, found a house, uh, made an offer, they accepted, asked them to fix some things, 
after we did the inspection, we found some things we wanted them to fix. And I guess it was not common uh, for, for them to say, yes, we'll just do the whole thing. But that's what they did. And uh, so that's not common. Uh, we paid uh, 180 and it's, uh, it was 5000 over asking price, but it appraised for that. So that kind of works nice. And then um, uh, that's, we've also had homes right around us sell for, uh, babe, I was, Kyle was telling me the other day that uh, a house right around here sold for like 220000 yeah, just like a month ago or something. So, so we're not like the most expensive house in the neighborhood, which is good because then that will pull our value up um, as the area continues to get more investment in it, which is what's happening around here right now. Um, so anyways, they fixed some things for us and then we brought all of our money to the table and uh, that ended up being for us 5,800 bucks that we had to bring to the table. And so, and then free and clear keys are ours. Um, we did have to take an earnest money check to like, a day after we made the offer and we started talking with them and they accepted our offer. So I had, we had to run a thousand dollar earnest money check to the title company. And uh, then some time goes on, some stuff happens in the background. You have to like verify funding and stuff through the bank and all that stuff. They have to see your bank statements and stuff to verify that, which could very easily be done on the Bitcoin network. Right. Um, could very easily be some new efficiency that they could find to implement the end of that. Hadn't really thought about it, but kind of an interesting idea. Um, and uh, so then we wait for a couple weeks and then we do the final inspection after they had made the repairs, everything looked good. And then we closed the next day. And um, after we closed, we got the keys and uh, we were in the house and it was completely empty and it was ours. And it had a smell in here, too. It's kind of funny. I think they were smokers here before, and they were smoking in the house. So it had that, but it was mixed with something else. But we finally got this smell pretty much all the way gone, and we haven't even really done anything yet. We've just put, like, our own oil diffuser and stuff out. And uh, and we did have it professionally cleaned, too, which was kind of nice. Our professional cleaner for the construction company, he came over here, and we paid him to do that. So... Now we got all of our stuff moved in. You know, we got a couple more things that are still coming. Still getting the office set up, uh, done. We do have an office bedroom in there, so that'll be cool. Um, so yeah, man, it's been freaking super slick. It's been smooth. It's been a a really easy process, and uh, it it definitely takes Bitcoin mindset, Bitcoin paradigm, to um, to early on be disciplined with your money so that you have enough to do the things that you want to do, right? And you're stewarding the money that, you, that you've got and that you're earning um, so that you can better increase, right? And uh, that's Bitcoin stuff, right? That's the mindset. That's the low, uh, the, the low time preference, right? Versus the high time preference of fiat or of uh, sin nature, right? You don't, you don't want that. That's high time preference. Thinking about today and not tomorrow doesn't lead to good long-term outcomes. Well, thank you for the really great insight <laughs> in owning your home. I mean, like, detail. Dude, you got to do it. Um, Dude, you got to do it. 
you got to do it. You kind of mentioned, um, all right, okay, so you want to talk about owning a home right now. You want to talk about buying a home right now, basically. Well, buying a home right now, Nick, I feel like if you're living in Northern California is not really a smart investment at the moment. I feel like you can be doing pretty well. And you kind of feel differently about Tulsa, Oklahoma. So why do you feel differently about Tulsa? Man, great question. Uh, I actually, let me see here if I can pull up a couple of these pictures. Okay, here we go. So if you're watching, this is the deal you should be watching. So here, uh, this chart says the odds of regional home prices dropping over the coming year. Um, you can see that the uh, red is bad and closer to blue is uh, good or low odds of dropping in price. And then that purple is somewhere in the middle, right? So, yeah, California up there and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely looking red <laughs> in that area. And uh, But right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we are, you can see is a big blue region in there. Uh, very low odds. And I've seen other charts as well where um, it shows even the, uh, the um, I guess they've, they've ran all kinds of data or something. I don't, I don't know, just probably averages or based on growth and history and stuff, I guess. I'm not sure. But they said that um, this area in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is expected 3-plus percent growth in the next year. So I thought, I was like, wow, you know, that's really interesting. And there's also, you know, you can just drive around the city and see how many buildings are being built. Um, Dude, we are doing all kinds of construction here in Tulsa. Um, And, you know, of course, maybe my my perspective is biased because I'm in the industry and it's like business, but but it feels like, um, it feels like there's a lot of business going on here in Tulsa and uh, a lot of construction a lot of infrastructure um, being built, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, that's good for an investment. You know, that's that's good for growth in the area. And um, I'm excited about that. Let me, share, let me share you another chart here. I found that other one. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Here's the, uh, here's the other one. So being in. Expected shift between Q4 2022 and Q4 2023. 2023 home price forecast. So that dark blue is 3% plus. And here we are right in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right here. You say you're going to trust the forecasters, the forecaster a Bitcoiner? Well, I mean, you know, who knows? So that's kind of the, that's kind of the interesting thing. There's I'm only saying... I'm only saying the Bitcoiner part because I've just been following it now for about a little over two years and they're always right. Like they're always ahead. Always. Yeah. Every Bitcoiner has been ahead for a while. Yeah. And housing prices dropping came from Bitcoin mindset first. Um, if you mm-hmm. believe the house, like if you keep following the Bitcoin uh, housing theory, you would say that there's just a massive bubble. Like you would say that oh, there's yeah. a bubble so big that you don't even like, you can't even fathom how big it is. But a lot of it I feel like is definitely regional, but at the same time, it's about like supply and demand. So if they can build the homes, then I think that'll definitely change the game. 
my thought for Bitcoin real estate <clears throat> was more so that in the future, you'll be able to live like anywhere in the world. Like, is the next Manhattan in America or is the next Manhattan somewhere else? And is that possible because of Bitcoin? Because there are so many communities with a lot of people that have, you know, lesser economies than the United States because of the way the monetary policy is really set up and kind of the petrodollar and just kind of how hard it is to not be America, but in a Bitcoin standard or where Bitcoin is a global store of value and it helps build infrastructure in new economies all over the world is the next Manhattan somewhere else. And is that somewhere else like literally a dirt patch right now? Like, I'm just asking, like, is it, is it going to be somewhere else? And I think it's possible, you know, like, I think it's possible that it's in El Salvador. I think it's possible that it's in somewhere in Africa and you can go buy it right now. You probably go buy the whole thing right now and just build it yourself. But like, I kind of think it's possible now with Bitcoin, or at least that it's theoretically possible because you you can transfer value and money instantly for free. So like you can get things over there. It would just be about kind of building it. I don't know. That's my thought about real estate though. Is the next one like Tulsa, Oklahoma, good investment? Or do we need to start going other parts of the world, Nick? And mm. buying some of that stuff up because with Bitcoin, that is, yeah, is it that's possible? Itch, that's that that could be, yeah. Is that is it possible that that is the next the next New York? Is it somewhere else? Well, so so you also got to think too of if the people in those places want you to come buy their land too, right? Because you can't just you can't just go and uh, you know they have to um, you know because you got to think about like the cultures too, right? And how different people from different parts of the world like experience life and stuff, you know, um, it can be completely different, you know, everybody likes a Walmart. Okay. Everybody <laughs> likes Walmart. Everybody likes a big superstore, Nick, and a huge, um, Amazon store to go with it. Everybody likes to be able to get a package within two days. Okay. That's a proven fact. If you have no, oh, two days shipping, you said that at an Africa, Amazon truck drove in front of our house. Day. That's what I'm saying. You can get overnight shipping at this point. You're telling me that if you don't build that type of infrastructure all over the world in places that are like, I mean, there are parts of Africa that are like so far behind. Imagine if you give all of those people an opportunity via just a good economy, because we know that's really how this thing gets going. You have to have a good economy first. You have to have infrastructure. You have to have people with money within the community that can build it into something great. And who knows what gets built, you know what I'm saying? Especially in a Bitcoin standard, what if that's like the next big investment? And it could be somewhere else. I don't know how you get into real estate all over the world, but, and this is not financial advice, but that's just kind of my, that's my thesis over the next 20 years. Because the whole, I mean, we can talk about it on this podcast. The government is insane. It's nuts. Like what America is turning into, you can't really be as confident now as you were when you were a kid. Like there's no way that you're as confident as an American now going into the next 50 years as you were five years ago or even a year ago or honestly, even a week ago. (laughs) That's like, it feels like every week keeps getting worse. And at the end of the day, if we're not on top, 
there will be other places to live. And Bitcoin gives mm -hmm. us that. Bitcoin truly gives the world the opportunity to adopt all of America's value all over the world. There will be a lot of people with a lot of money here that have to go build other places if America turns into something that can't house, you know, the greatest economy to ever exist. Mm. It'll have to spread out. And Bitcoin will be yeah. there to, like, catch that spread because it's free and it isn't owned by anybody. It couldn't be anything else. Yeah. They don't, so they don't want to... Thinking, thinking a little bit more on the strategy of uh, Bitcoin and real estate, you know, ideally... I would think, in my opinion, I guess, that if you're a good Bitcoiner and you like believe in it and you're like really putting it into action as you and I are, um, you're buying Bitcoin on a regular basis and you're storing it on a layer one wallet, right? That's like the just just buy Bitcoin, just buy Bitcoin, right? Buy it and hold it. Um, I don't I don't agree or necessarily think that is sustainable all the staking that people do. But there's a lot of people that I know that are like Bitcoiners that like hold Bitcoin. And then they also have some type of, uh, you know, casino coin that like uh, they stake and then they earn they earn passive income on it, you know. And so they use that to like build a little bit bigger of a stack, you know, on its own. But it's still kind of more speculative over there. Right. But then on the real estate side. Um, you know, now this is this is our first home. and The strategy is going to be to live here for a year or two years, save up, save up enough capital to then go buy a new home, move into that new home. And after the one year of the FHA loan that we did here, um, then we are going to rent this house and live in the second. And now renting the first house allows us to build a little bit of cash flow. Right. And this is, again, now this is right now built upon the dollar, but this can so easily be flipped straight over to Bitcoin. Now we pay our rent directly in Bitcoin, peer-to-peer, -peer, right? Give me your wallet, we'll, we'll do it peer-to-peer, -peer, just like that. And you still have contracts and stuff, you know, lease agreements, rent, renter's agreements, whatever it is. Um, you sign all, you get all that stuff, all that paperwork done, so it's all protected on the back end, right, as far as ownership and rights and uh, you know, what the agreement is and all that stuff. Um, but you can so easily flip that over into Bitcoin and now you're, now you're paying your mortgage, um, which is, which is another Bitcoin topic, right? That, that is kind of why were these created and why do we have to borrow 40 or 30 years of time to buy a home right now? You know, that seems like a lot. Um, is this really worth that much? 30 years of work and payment is, I mean, that's crazy, you know, um, and the even crazier part is the 30 year fixed rate is. Is starting to increase because interest rates are going up and it's kicking people out of the market. And so 30 years of time isn't even enough for a lot of people to get a home, you know, so it is it is a weird dynamic in that. But um, if you're if you're able to, man you know, if you're able to get something that you manage that's manageable, then. You can pay your mortgage. You can have a uh, a renter uh, pay that mortgage plus cash flow for operating expenses and overhead and all that thing, all those things. And now you're earning passive income, whether that's dollars right now or Bitcoin at some point in the future. Um, now you're providing, you're you're building a, a source of cash flow, but from a physical hard property. You know, like it's a real life property, 
that real people got to live in, you know? Now, if, if I would say right now, if, if values of homes go down in dollar terms, I think that they can only fall to a certain level that is utility value. There is just utility value of a home. Living in it, sleeping in it, you know, staying warm, staying cool, um, eating food, cooking food, going to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff, right? There's a utility value of a home. So there is a base layer of value. And uh, I think that the more of this stuff that you accumulate as well can also be a, a good way to um, to partake in the growth of the Internet's development on the money side with Bitcoin and in the real physical world owning real estate and property here, right? Because you think about Bitcoin as property, right? It's digital property. Um, it's digital scarce property. And here in the real world, real estate is that property, right? It's homes, it's land, it's all that stuff. Yeah, so just so like everybody is clear, that's a hopeful future. Because hopefully Bitcoin gets adopted and you're able to just use the Bitcoin network to communicate all the value Nick's talking about there. Mm -hmm. But obviously there are people with different ideas. So this is a tweet from the IMF about central bank digital currencies and where they're getting researched and developed. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of pilot programs all over the world. There's a lot of um, tests with central bank digital currencies. And it's a scary future because... This, these would be networks that I don't know, like it probably wouldn't be too hard for them to build the infrastructure for because it's already pretty much digital money. It would just mean more, uh, what would it mean? Just more surveillance on you, <laughs> more control, more manipulation. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, I think that there is still some uh, some talk about what the actual design of the central bank digital currency is. Cause I've, I've actually heard a couple since we initially had talked about this. Um, so this is kind of uh, an update like a couple weeks later, a couple months later, whatever it was. Um, I guess there's different designs of CBDCs. Um, not all of them are blockchain technology. Um, some of them are just like digital ledgers that they make that they just control. And then everybody just operates on it, you know? It's basically like they, uh, they, you know, you, you set up, uh, you download, you download a new app, and it interacts with the same infrastructure, but then it operates with their ledger, right? So there's also like some versions like that, that people have talked about. So, um, yeah, but but all, either way though, it's not good. <laughs> either I way, just, they're not good. All I'm saying is, I find that anytime there's a central point of failure, it's not even like the central point of failure's fault. Because they often don't even realize that they're making the mistakes that they're making because they have too much power. Like there's too much trust within a few people and there's so many people. So I feel like with any of those central bank digital currencies, if there's one group that is looking over a ledger, and this goes for pretty much all cryptocurrencies, (laughs) If there's a small group of people looking over the ledger and that has control over that ledger more so than you can obtain yourself, if you don't, like, on Bitcoin, you can go obtain, like, control of a ledger. Go get a node. Go get a miner. 
go get both. You're allowed. You can participate if you want to, but <clears throat> and it doesn't really cost that much. And that's kind of like the whole thing about central bank digital currencies. It's like, guys, we already got to where we're at right now. If we adopt a central bank digital currency, it's not going to make this problem go away. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to do anything different other than surveil you more? Because they still need the amount of money that they've already created. Like, that still needs to be the same amount of money that they create again. They can't, like, just print less. I don't know how that would, I don't know how that would fix the problem because then they have to continue to print. So, I think it's best that we just don't trust government with our money anymore. I think it's best that maybe we talk about how how to build or do something in the Bitcoin network. I know Nick has like a note idea that he wants to share today on our podcast. So Nick, do you have that ready? Yeah, it's going to be called the the Burns Bitcoin node here for for now. Um, Okay, I'm going to add this sucker up here. So, yeah, I was thinking about this. You know, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. And uh, I was thinking about it a little bit more yesterday and a couple of days ago. And I thought it was a pretty interesting little thought here. So the idea is bringing Bitcoin to your industry, bringing Bitcoin to an industry, right? You've got different styles of business that can very easily be done on Bitcoin. Well, this is a way to help people implement that and uh, maybe some software that they can subscribe to on a monthly basis to, um, to do all the analytics, the business analytics um, on the Bitcoin network um, using the Bitcoin network's infrastructure. So uh, the idea would be you do a node setup you do a single time purchase it would be a single time transaction with somebody and uh, and they would pay you to purchase the hardware, you know, random different hardware costs, whatever those may be. Uh, I don't know if that's like five different things, if that's a hundred different things, you know, whatever it costs to buy the hardware and set up the hardware in somebody's home, connect it to their to their Internet modem. Um, get it all set up with the external hard drive and the operating system and, and all that stuff. Um, and that comes, I would think, with a, a basic software, which I did not put in here, but it would come with a basic software that allows you to uh, see your transactions. You can categorize them and just very simple f- features, right? Um, and then connect it to the internet, which is existing. I've noted that here. So I think what I've seen to, to set up a Bitcoin node it's like it could be like 500 bucks in, in hardware cost to do that. Um, it may be more. It may be uh, right around. I think it's right around there. If not, maybe a thousand bucks for a, like a cool, super, like super big setup um, times 50 percent for a little profit and time would put you at maybe 750 bucks for um, the cost of just the hardware setup. Um, and uh, but then another piece to this could be now we need an ongoing service to offer our clients. Let's let's do a software subscription and let's help people implement Bitcoin into their business, right? So this would be some fully compatible, compatible QuickBooks style user interface where you can um, categorize um, different expenses into different categories for accounting. 
um, you can, um, you know, run debits and credits and stuff. I like, I, I don't know all that audit. I don't know all the accounting stuff. Right. But I've been talking with Kyle, you remember Kyle. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, if it was fully integrated with all that stuff, it'd be really cool. It'd be really slick. And then you're operating peer to peer with a high, high quality software that allows you to do all the analytics. Right. So I put down here analytics to the nine, build the software right here. We, we would, uh, uh, We'd hire a, a software contractor, 1099, to build it for us. And uh, analytics to the nine, right? Build the software, business analytics, Bitcoin analytics. So you could see, um, you could see the value of your Bitcoin in, uh, in terms of uh, sats, right? And we'd have to find uh, a way to denominate it as like, you know, like what's the Bitcoin symbol? Do you put the, do you put the B with a line in it instead of like the dollars? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like right now we use this the dollar sign. Would you put the B with the line on it? This would have to be a lightning Bitcoin implementation. So it would be LNBTC. Irregardless, yeah, because yeah. if it's a business, it would have to be a lightning transaction because I don't think they're taxable. So it would have yeah, to be yeah. LNBTC. So they would just have to kind of include a way to, um, you know, obviously be integrated with a layer one wallet. With well, all the Griff, you got to you got to be right. careful about the the lightning node um, or the lightning transaction taxable thing, because I think that they are still taxable. It's just that uh, the the idea on that was with dollars and Bitcoin, whenever they use the Bitcoin rails to send value somewhere else and then convert it over, um, that's where there's no tax. Uh, if you're if you're sending dollars and somebody else is receiving dollars, um, they are not deeming that as a taxable event. Um, now, I think that may be that they may have like some type of value limit on that. Like maybe you can't do it with one hundred million dollars, but you could do it with one hundred dollars. Um, so I think there's I think that there's maybe a range in there. I don't know, but I think that's I think the that, deal, though. It's not that it's not that I business transactions is- wouldn't be taxable. I think the jury really is still out on how the Lightning Network will be taxed versus the Bitcoin Network. Because I get what you're saying. Like when you're on strike, I get what you're saying. You're converting. You're just converting. Mm -hmm. It's an exchange. You're just converting the money. So that's where they win. That's where it's not taxable. So somewhere within this business, your Lightning node would have to be just an exchange as well. Like it, you would have to just build like so that it's not taxable. That's why the businesses mm-hmm. could use it. I mean, like this is something Strike uh, could do or would take advantage of, right? Like, is this something Strike could add as a service? You think? Like, yeah. if, like, yeah. hey, let's do point of sale or Cash App. I know Square. Yep. Maybe Square is really thinking about this. Obviously, it is also convincing or not convincing telling owners what they could do with their business like hey why would you do this well transactions are now uh instant and zero percent pretty much mm-hmm. um, you know you're not going to have to pay capital gains when you convert it you can choose whether you want to keep it cash or bitcoin you know what i'm saying like you have to give them lots of options yeah but i feel like the adoption would be pretty rapid don't you think yeah absolutely side of it is very cool like all the business analytics bitcoin analytics that's very cool you can obviously make it more than it can 
maybe it's but, a, but but this is but think about problem. this from the business side so and this is so it's fun this stuff would build on top of that point of sale system that strike could implement or whoever the next person would be to move the ball forward in this some big huge jump that uh where businesses can use a software you know to accept payment and all that stuff right uh transacting and that user interface is totally different from the accountant at your company that runs and manages all the money to make sure that everything's being uh, categorized properly. These people are being paid on time. They're being paid the right amount. You know, I'm thinking like more of like move, you know, operating the business side of it, right? It's operating a business and, and running those types of analytics. And that would probably be the primary thing for most people um, is that you would use the business analytics to run, you know, what's your profit and loss, uh, what are your percentages of growth or um, percentages of decrease? And what does that look like over time? And, you know, it's like taking all of that raw data and building it out into really nice, slick looking user interface um, that was had good graphs and uh, charts and things like that, that kind of showed different metrics about your business, you know, and you could um, you could compare this situation with this situation and, and try to identify similarities and um you know and but being conscious of testing or, or, or keeping keeping track of the strategies you're testing during those times and how they're working on clients right and prospective clients and identifying ways to change so that we can be better and serve our clients better so those are the analytics that you want to run on the business on the money side to see what you're making money by doing and altering to make that make that better and serve better into the market, right into the open marketplace. Being able to run that on here uh, would be an and, and running and being uh, and maintaining that uh, that online software would be um, it would be uh, an ongoing subscription service that would also come with the hardware node setup, and we would help people implement that into their business, thereby bringing Bitcoin to industries. I like your idea. I feel like it, that what you're trying to do is going to be pretty competitive because I've thought about something like that as well. I feel like there's probably going to be a lot of people thinking about this very thing, but building the best <clears throat> user experience will probably be. I agree. Yeah. Very important. Um, as agree. well as like, I feel like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you're trying to offer a business something that's too good to be true. And that's a very interesting thing to sell. So it's also going to be about how can you communicate this to business owners and who can get it going the fastest, who can communicate with, you know, a Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you can get all of Tulsa, Oklahoma on it and then show good numbers for it, then everybody will just adopt it. Everybody will just do it. Why not? Like, they'd be like, oh, okay, like, perfect. Let's do that. We're going to make more money. Why wouldn't we do that? I mean, we're going to we're going to reduce the inflation burden on ourselves. Great. Let's do that. Because I don't think people realize with Bitcoin, it's instant. So like whether you wanted to keep it cash or Bitcoin and do the whole thing, you you'll be able to choose. Like it'll be an option. It won't be a it won't be like a mandate. There are no mandates in Bitcoin. You do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but good stuff, really, man. 
but it's a really interesting <laughs> idea. The subscription service is really interesting as opposed to have you thought about maybe any other ways of collecting like on your, because obviously this would be like an, like it would be an app. It would be an exchange, right? Of some sort. Is there um, a way to collect other than a subscription service? Well, like I think, uh, so here's kind of my thought on that, you know, cause I thought about that too. Um, I think I like a subscription service because it's a way of, the user to pay the uh, the person and team that uh, the company that built the software and is and maintains the software versus finding other ways to monetize people using that interface. Uh, it just kind of feels very just direct. It's um, hey, I've built this. Um, if you want to use it, pay me and, and I will help you implement it into your business and um, and we'll maintain the software for you. Make sure that everything is uh, staying up to date. You know, it's being updated all the time, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, making sure that things are, are working properly on the back end so that the interface is working properly. Um, that just seems like a direct, hey, you're paying our company to do that. And we're not, you know, because like the, the easiest thing you, you want to think about is like uh, if it's an online service, you know, ads, right? Ad placement and shit like that. And it's like, I, I don't I don't like that. You know, people don't want that. Um, I'm meeting one need in the market. And that is you need Bitcoin and implement it into your business to take advantage of the efficiencies. Um, I'm going to help you do that. And you pay me to do that service for you, you know. Fair enough. Free think you'll also be running a lightning node, obviously. For sure. Like all the transaction fees. So it'd yeah. be a subscription and you'd be getting transaction fees. Um, yeah, you could do that. I mean, you would definitely be a part of, uh, of well, that. Well, just naturally, um, right? Because you would be yeah. in charge of the node. Like that's kind of the cool thing about building an application service interoperable with the lightning network. You have the opportunity to charge each transaction yeah. you also i think will in the future have the opportunity to like put contracts and things that you're talking about on this same application service as well like you'll be able to build that as well they just they kind of announced that with like a new browser or something that's getting implemented potentially to the bitcoin protocol allowing for bytes of information to be put on a blockchain like a in a sidechain form from the lightning network do you know what I'm saying? Like, so that you can you do smart contracts, you can do things like that, and it can go onto a blockchain situation. I don't know. Very interesting, but yeah. I really like your idea. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. It was it was kind of fun to think about the other day, uh, thinking about yesterday and uh, and then last night and then this morning. Um, I thought it was kind of a fun fun deal to look at. But dude, it's been it's been great to be moving into the house, though. I mean, regardless of all, all the all the finance talk, you know, because that is a really interesting side. Um, but we also, you know, we got our couch in. We got some new pillows and stuff. Janae's over there laying on the couch. She's been hanging out with Rosie over there, drinking some coffee. Got a little uh, blanket on there. Got the TV up over here. We've just been we we've got to watch a couple of movies and stuff. Been fun. So. And the kitchen's great, and we're we're getting started cooking now. Again, now that we got everything put away in the kitchen, so nice to have our own space, man. How do you feel about a thirty-year mortgage? 
Um, you know, I think it makes sense. I mean, right now we're we're in we're playing the game, right? We're playing the fiat game. Uh, we're forced. You think to, it makes sense, to. or are you playing the game? It, that's kind of, you oh, kind of can't say oh. both. You kind of can't say both of those things because no, no, I, I absolutely really make much sense, but you are playing the game correctly. No, I, uh, I, um, I agree with both sides. So I, uh, I think that we are. The reality is that we are in a situation where the dollar is the world reserve currency. It's what we use every single day for transactions, right? The fact of the matter, we're in that world right now. So we have to, if we want to uh, do the best we can right now in this world, um, we've got to play the game so that we can have capital to change the world. You can't just do it with ideas necessarily. You got to have money to make things happen and move things around and get things built, you know, and shit costs a lot, you know, because of inflation. Right. And that's not good. Um, it's uh, it's, it's been it's been created because money was manipulated you know money's been manipulated and uh and now it costs 30 years of time to buy a home right i mean we're that far removed i mean that's crazy um but we've got to have money so that we can build the infrastructure to build that right so we have to play the game today in order to do that right um if if we could if we could make uh t you know would you rather make uh, $50,000 uh, a year or would you rather make a million dollars a month well uh i wouldn't mind making a million bucks a month i would rather do that than 50 grand a year or whatever right um i want uh, i want that and so in order to do that i've got to play the game today and not just bank on the future I got to take action now to do what I can to prepare myself for that time in the future. Right. And so then that's where kind of the house comes uh, by the house strategically for financial strategy and play right in the market, but also because we've got a home to live in, you know, and that's a, and that's a big key too, is the home that you get to live in that you own. Fair enough. Well, any closing thoughts besides the house? Man, I feel like we haven't talked in like, uh, it's been like two weeks or something, hasn't it? I mean, we talked a little bit yesterday, but, um, you know, it's been, been a little while. Felt, uh, felt like we hadn't talked in a while. Uh, potentially. And even after two weeks, one Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it That's doesn't really change. No yeah. kidding. Well, um, man, that was a fun episode. Um, come check us out on uh, on Twitter at Nick and Griff Show on Twitter. Um, if you're not watching, watch us on Spotify and on YouTube at Nick and Griff Show or the Nick and Griff Show. Um, check us out, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.